Hello, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Live. I'm Derek Arden, and this is the last one in the series before we uh, have our break and go into September. Today, I'm delighted to uh, welcome my friend, colleague, business partner, Graham Jones, to Monday Night Live and to share with you the project that we've been working on for a few months. We've cancelled it a couple of times because of COVID, but we're going live on the 4th of, uh, 4th of November. Graham and I uh, in London, eyeball to eyeball, an energy course, and we're going to share all the tips we've learned over the last uh, 10 or 15 years. So I'm just going to share my screen quickly. Welcome, Graham. Great to have you uh, with us. Um, and I'm just going to share a couple of slides now. So that's what we're doing. I wanted to uh, ask you, would it shock you to know the average person in the UK buys half a book in their lives? They expect their company to provide all their training and people who take control of their own personal development earn at least twice as much as those that don't. And that's what it's all about. We know that uh, young people now and older people don't get much training. Training seems to have gone out the window and I'm sure it's going to get worse with the recession, with inflation, I'm assuming there'll be a recession. Now, we've talked on the show before about this Dale Carnegie quote, and I've um, I brought it up and got the actual quote, even in such uh, technical, in technical lines as engineers, about 15% of the financial success uh, is down to uh, people's technical knowledge, and the rest is down to human engineering, as he calls it. The agenda tonight is to talk to you about what they teach at a UK business school, which Graham does, what they don't teach you, and the key extras we're going to put into the one day uh, masterclass that we'd like a little bit of your advice on, please. So over to you, Graham, what they teach you at a UK business school. And you've been there all day, I think, uh, um, at the University of Buckingham. Full on. Graham. I'm still there now. Oh, still there now. Well, thank you for joining us directly from there. Yeah. From Buckingham. So, um, so, um, what, do, what do we teach? We teach business. Uh, Derek, is that, that enough? I mean, one thing we do teach is negotiation. Um, so negotiation is part of what we teach, um, which I think, Derek, you need to come here because... Uh, you clearly need some negotiating skills if what you're doing is paying seven pounds for a pint without question. Um, but, you know, I don't know if there's any tips you need. There's a great book I read once called Win Win. That might have some tips in it for you for buying a pint no, in the no, future. Thanks, Graham, for the plug. Um, I do yeah. remember you pulled me into a class when I was there visiting for lunch for me to give a 20 minute talk with no preparation. Thanks very yeah. much for that. But what's unusual, Graham, is you teach it. But I know a number of business schools don't teach negotiation, which I find extraordinary. The uh, Surrey, Surrey University doesn't teach it on their MBA, MBA course, except when they give us a call. So when they give me a call, yeah. just up the road. So tell us really what the whole structure of your business yeah. school course is. But, uh, the problem with any degree, of course, is that there's far more to any topic, whatever the topic is, that you can cover than you have the time or the budget to cover. So you um, people in the UK may have been surprised that last week, the government announced that it was going to force medical schools at some point in the future to actually teach doctors about women's health. So if you go to 
school at the moment, you're not taught women's health as a separate subject. Um, and you'd think that that was fundamental to medicine. But even with five years of medical training, you can't fit every subject in. It's just impossible. So here at a business school, we can't fit every subject in. So there are things that we don't do that other business schools do. And there are things that other business schools do that we don't do simply because of the lack of time. So we make a choice as to what we think our students need to know in terms of their degree. Um, and of course, many people coming to a business school when they first arrive, they don't have any experience of business. They don't know what business really is or what it does. Uh, many of them are just hoping that they're going to become the next Elon Musk um, who didn't go to business school. But that's another story altogether. Yeah. So they know they want a career in business, but they don't really know much about it or what business is. And some of of them in fact won't have done business studies um, at a level uh, so they're coming in with no real knowledge of what business is so the first thing that we have to do is get everybody to the same level of understanding about the basics of business so here at buckingham their first term and most other business schools will do something very similar but we spend the entire first term doing one module called understanding business and management wow. and in that we just everybody to understand the key topics of business and management so for those who've done business studies at a level some of it will be familiar but those who've done you know biology chemistry and physics at a level it'll all be brand new to them so we have to get everybody to the same level by the end of that first term then once they've done that and they come back after their holidays uh, that we're going to start looking at some of the key topics. So one of the first key topics they get is something that we call information-based decision-making. So all of you know in business the matter that you cannot do anything in business without understanding numbers, whether those are accounting numbers, whether those are numbers about market share, whether they're numbers to do with advertising, whether they're numbers to do you know, bounce rates on a website, every business person needs to understand numbers and to be able to interpret those numbers. So they're not going to get anywhere on the degree unless they understand how to manipulate numbers, how to understand numbers, and how to make decisions based around those numbers. So that's the next thing we um, take them on to. And then, as Derek said, much of what people's success in business is really around the human bit. So the next thing that we teach them is called personal effectiveness and communication skills so those are all the key requirements obviously of a manager they've got to be very good at managing themselves if they're to manage others and they've also got to be able to communicate well um, so they do that next and then we start to get into the more specialist subjects so we then start on financial accounting because uh, they if they're running a business they may not be accountants we have a degree in accountancy separate to business and management here uh, so they're, they're not doing accountancy but obviously they need to understand how accounts are produced they need to understand the basics of financial accounting if they're able to interpret the financial data in their business so we take them through um, financial accounting we also take them through a module that we call economics for business that's looking at how business fits within the whole economic environment the impact of um, economics on the business so I was talking to students today about the impact on the uh, American businesses. The American tech businesses are exposed badly to the price of the dollar. And they're exposed badly to the price of the dollars because most of the tech business in the States 
has the vast majority of its business outside the United States. So with a very strong dollar, that's weakening their income significantly. And so um, they are losing, you know, some of them are losing billions of dollars as a result of the strength of the dollar because most of their business is outside the United States. So uh, you need to understand what a business might do in economic, different economic circumstances. So we take them through that. Uh, we then look at things like uh, marketing and to understand how businesses uh, market and brand themselves. Uh, we then look at management accounting because now they're moving into, you know, what decisions can you make once you've got management accounts? We look at a subject that uh, is called organizational behavior. So organizational behavior is the academic study of how individuals, small groups and large groups of people behave within an organization. So um, we take them through that. We look at cross-cultural management. So how do you manage a business when you've got different people from different cultures? Uh, we look at globalization. How do you either manage a global business or how do you manage a local business which is dependent upon global suppliers? So globalization affects every business, even, you know, tiny businesses in one country are affected in one way or another by globalized business. So people need to understand that. Uh, we then take them through operations management. So how do you operate a business? What are the operations things to consider? Uh, we look at um, managing people. Uh, we look at the whole issue of change. We look at leadership. Uh, we look at consumer behavior, we look at um, the psychology of work, we look at supply chains. Uh, we also do a module on preparing for your career because this is now towards the end of their degree, they're going to be thinking about what job they're going to get. So uh, here at Buckingham, uh, our business graduates um, at the three year point after they have graduated are earning on average 19% more in salary than any other business school in the UK. So our graduates are very highly valued by the business community uh, and they're paid more uh, because of the value that uh, the business community places upon them. So uh, we get lots of uh, people into employment and that's because we really prepare them for applying for their jobs and getting a job. We then take them into things like corporate strategy to strategic management. We look at creativity. We look at entrepreneurship. Uh, we look at customer service. We look at corporate social responsibility. We look at business ethics. Uh, we look at digital business. We look at the whole digital economy. Uh, we teach them how to do research because many people in big businesses are doing big research projects all the time. So they need to understand how to do business research. And then at the end of their degree, they do two things. Um, one is a business simulation. So we have a simulation software that they will work in um, independent teams of five people. Um, and they are if running a business. So at the moment, I've got students running this business. They are running um, a uh, online shop. Uh, which sells um, stationary items, MP3 players. It's like an online WH Smith kind of thing. Um, and they make decisions about what to do. And those decisions, they plug into the software and the software tells them you've just lost 10,000 pounds or whatever. Um, and so they have to make new decisions to try and recoup their profit. They love this because it's really, they've got to bring all of the ideas that they've had from a cost of degree into um, this last item. And then the last thing they do in their degree in common with 
probably every degree in the UK is to write a dissertation. That's when they do a research project on an item of their choice. So I've got one student, for example, who's currently writing his dissertation on the impact of COVID on football finance. Um, so um, that's a really interesting project looking at not Premier League, but way down. So, you know, Conference League finances, how did um, COVID impact people's desire to attend football? Because it looks like people are no, not attending football in the same numbers. So what impact has COVID had on the finances of those smaller clubs? So that's a really interesting uh, dissertation when he's finished that. And when they've done that, they will have hopefully completed their degree, got first class honours, and then we sign them up for an MBA with any luck. And then we go into what the MBA does. So um, that's what we have in our business degree. As you can see, it's very packed with information. There's lots of stuff we miss out. Um, but we think that's the right combination of um, subjects in order to prepare students for being managers and business leaders. And um, obviously, as I've already said about the salary that they get, it clearly is what businesses want. So that's what we teach at a business school. Great, Graham. Thanks for that. That's really helpful. Um, now Derek's going to ask me, what don't we teach? I am going to, but um, let, me, let me ask you a couple of questions on that. How much does it cost? How long does it take before you sell them an MBA? Well, how long does it take me to get them to no, I mean, you're sign a up for an MBA? You're a genius. We can do, you can do it in a day, but how long does it take this um, business school course that you run, which enables people to earn 19% more than any other business school in the UK? How, how, long, how long are they on the course for and how much do, do they pay for it? So all degrees in the UK are three years long. However, we, our business degree is two years. And the reason it's two years is because we teach all year. So we provide them with exactly the same number. We're required by law to provide them with exactly the same number of hours and um, teaching contact time and so on as a three-year degree. But you know, most students in the UK who are at other universities uh, finished in May, beginning of June. Uh, they won't go back till the end of September, beginning of October. We've got students here. We're in week three of the summer term at the moment. Uh, so uh, our students are here busy in lectures, in seminars, in tutorials, workshops and so on all through the summer. Uh, so that means we can fit a degree into two years. Uh, so uh, they pay more fee per year. So they pay £12,600 per year for this degree as opposed to 9,250 a year for a three-year degree. But as Will Kintish has just added up, uh, two years at 12,600 is less than three years at 9,250. Mm. Um, so um, not only do they get um, a degree quicker, but they get it cheaper. So overall, and obviously they've only got two years of accommodation charges as opposed to three years. Um, so overall, um, we are they save 20% on their fees overall by coming here. Okay, Graham, that's, that's great. So you and I decided to uh, put this course together, didn't we? One day, yep. firing up subjects, um, you know, absolutely packed with subjects. When we ran this reform um, for uh, months ago off, of, um, against um, Monday Night Live, uh, people said, well, that's too much information. You and I believe in giving people information and then allowing them to 
sorted out. Um, so I'm just going to reshare the slides, I think, and um, share my screen. Let's see what comes up. It's a bit of a lottery here. Uh, I think what what they teach you at a business school. Um, and I was just going to use that quote that I love from Eric Hoffer in Times of Change. It's the learners that inherit the world while the learned are perfectly equipped for a world that no longer exists. We know. And that was 1913, actually, that quote, which is uh, really interesting. We're fascinated by change at the moment. It's happening so fast. Then we come to really what they don't teach you at a business school, um, which is the key subjects that we're going to touch on on this uh, one day masterclass. And the key ones we decided were in part two, the vital skills, if you're gonna get results of presenting and pitching, our five tip top tips for presenting and pitching, which I notice lots of people don't do. They don't close sales, they don't open sales properly, etc. Sales and influencing the uh, six influencing factors, negotiating and persuading, which I'm delighted you do teach at uh, Buckingham from my book. I hope and uh, conflict it's in the library conflict management well I hope it doesn't stay in the library that's all I would say conflict management and resilience and re they're they're big issues at the moment aren't they with stress and everything else then we come it's to worthwhile Derek can I just say that it's worthwhile pointing out that as an example of the kind I can't do because we don't have the time that presenting and pitching point and the sales we do have a degree where we include them so that's a degree in um, entrepreneurship so we include that in our entrepreneurship degree but then they have to miss something else out in order to fit them in so we can't include you know I'd love to be able to include sales and pitching into the um, main business management degree but we can't so you know that's an example of some of the things we don't teach in a general business degree but we do teach in an entrepreneurship degree so you have to spend another two years um, and another twelve thousand pounds to pick those things up but of course they are they are presenting aren't they they're presenting all the time but, yeah. but you and i having seen so many let's say average speakers are passionate about some uh, some tips about presenting and pitching closing sales etc so i'll just go back to that slide i think um and and then say that this is the bit that so uh, grant and i were brainstorming last week so in the uh, in the afternoon these are the things that we came up with that we could touch on and you might be saying to yourself well you can't touch on, on all that uh, in uh, one day and you may have spotted the typo that i've just spotted on it and we say, well, no, of course we can't. But what we can do, and this is a model that I've always liked uh, when I was a teacher for Barclays, etc. There's the model of unconscious incompetence. If you don't know what you don't know, you can never learn it, can you? If you become consciously incompetent, so you do know what uh, you don't know, then you can do something about it. And then you might be able to move into conscious competence. You know that you know how to do something and it takes effort. And then you come to unconscious competence which is what you can do automatically on autopilot or in a trance etc like we do when we drive a car but um the issue when you go to teach it is you almost have to go back to conscious competence and i know you'll have a view on that graham but i would like uh, everybody just to have a little look down that list and uh, put in the chat box the top five skills there 
that you think we should be spending more time on in the afternoon? And we're going to ask the uh, people that come um, and we hope you can come. We hope you can bring some people or you might be able to sponsor someone. Um, and what we should be focusing on. And please take a screen capture or email me or Graham uh, if we don't have time to put things in the chat box, but what the key issues are. And because Graham's been so busy, I haven't talked that through with him since we met in Buckingham um, a, couple of, um, a couple of weeks ago. So what are the techniques there that you think would be really helpful for us to, to consider? And we have run four of these one days before and uh, Christine Vine's sons came and Godfrey's daughter came. Um, so we know we can do it fast, but our goal is to raise people's awareness of these skills and then they can do something about it themselves and give them the Google links to follow it up because you can learn so quickly on these things. While people are doing that for us, Graham, have you got anything to add? No, I'm just going to pick up on a few things that were in the chat earlier. Um, so there's a mention, chat, so mention of a, um, uh, Nigel's mentioned a mini MBA, um, which it recommends is worth looking at. We, we actually do something called a mini MBA, but it's for um, sixth form students uh, who are studying business studies. So we cooperate with a number of schools, um, produce a mini MBA, they get... Um, they have to learn pitching, they have to come up with a business idea, they um, do the business simulation. Uh, so we work together with um, teachers of business studies in schools to, to give what we call a mini MBA. So they get a certificate and prizes and all the rest of it. So the kids love it. Um, and um, you know it opens their eyes to business possibilities. Um, question about the balance of genders who take the course and how long do we up on their careers. Uh, so the balance agendas, I would say at the moment, uh, we're probably about 60% male, 40% female at the undergraduate level. And at the postgraduate level, it's the other way around. So more women than men um, doing postgraduate. We're not happy with uh, the undergraduate figure. Um, but we're largely dependent um, upon, uh, for example, uh, our um, overseas students uh, are more likely to be male than female because of uh, differences in culture about business in some other countries. Uh, so, but we're doing what we can to address that balance. Uh, how long do we follow up on their careers? Well, we have an alumni office who are constantly in touch with students. Uh, so we follow up on their careers a lot. So uh, we often have, you know, um, notes uh, from uh, students. Uh, we connected with, you know, I'm connected with loads of our students on LinkedIn. We keep up to date with them. Uh, so we follow them up for many, many years. And in fact, we recently had uh, a visit um, from um, which country was it, Ghana, uh, where the vice president is an ex-student um, ex, uh, here. Uh, there's lots of people in senior positions around the world who keep coming back here. Uh, they talk to our students. Um, and so we have them back to do guest lectures. So we keep in touch with our, our um, alumni a, a great deal. Um, and then what do you think about apprenticeships? Uh, yes, uh, they do benefit people. We have postgraduate apprenticeships. 
um, that we offer. Um, so we offer postgraduate um, apprenticeships, master's apprenticeships that we offer. Uh, we don't offer an undergraduate business apprenticeship because uh, the apprenticeship uh, that's are available don't fit with what we do at the undergraduate level, but we certainly do postgraduate uh, business apprenticeships. The university does loads of apprenticeships. We've got them in computing and so on. Uh, so we do that. Uh, do we have an executive education program? Uh, no, we don't, but we will have one before too long. So that's in the in the works. Have you handled all the questions? I can only see the chat box when I when I'm not slide sharing. So I'll take that off. Um, yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? I think we've got there's some fantastic things in the chat box there. Thank you, everybody, for all your feedback. We would um, encourage you to uh, send people or sponsor people on it. We have a we're we're uh, really only covering our costs with something to Ukraine. Although you will find there's a much higher price bit of marketing there on the website, but so uh, we have a discount code that you can use and uh, buy one get one half price as well graham is there anything i've missed yeah. there before we yeah, close christine it? wants to know do students have time outside education before doing the degree some do some come straight from school uh, some join us a lot later uh, i had a student doing an mba two years ago no where are we now yeah three years ago he did the mba um, and he was a retired gp and he decided that you know he'd uh, spent all his life in medicine and he wanted to learn a bit more about business, so he came and did an MBA, um, and so he was aged uh, 65. Uh, we had a psychology graduate recently who was nearly 80, uh, so we have students of all ages. Most universities have students of all ages. I was, <clears throat> I was kind of meaning by that um, that it's sometimes quite difficult to teach some of the aspects of what you're trying to teach unless they've had some experience of life or work in different environments. Yes, so some of, the, some of those things then we, we teach using case studies. So we, we embed them uh, into those case studies so they, they feel as though, uh, so in that understanding business, for example, they are given a company to follow and they embed themselves with uh, various aspects of that company. So we're giving them a bit of understanding uh, so each of them will have different companies. Um, we have work placements, uh, so they go out. We have internships that we we fund at the university. So uh, they work for local businesses um, and we pay them. Uh, so we pay them um, £11 an hour now. Uh, so they're getting more than the minimum wage and we uh, pay them to work one day a week for a local business. Those local businesses sign up with us. Um, and so we get them out getting experience in those local businesses. Uh, they earn money. Uh, they can do a project uh, during the term for that business. The local business is then getting some work done for it that it doesn't have to fund. So the local businesses love it because they're getting, you know, we've got one, one student, for example, recently did a big social media project for, um, yeah, so they, it's difficult, yeah. So, but some of the people who have experience, so, you know, several people who come to the MBA, will have had lots of work experience and they have another problem. So they have um, good work experience so they can theoretical stuff that we're doing to what their, their previous experience, but also uh, they haven't studied for a long time. So they find it difficult to get back into studying. 
So, you know, reading textbooks, reading research papers, making notes, all those kind of things, they, they tend to struggle with at the beginning. So we have to get them into, so, you know, you've got students who come straight from school, who've got no experience of business and people who come who've got experience of business, who've got, you know, rusty study skills. So either way, they're, a, you know, it's difficult. But I, I do get your point. There's a few more questions in the chat box, but I'm going to stop the recording now. And thank you for coming on. Thank you for agreeing to join me on the 4th of November. If anyone wants to come and join us or send anyone or sponsor a student, because we've got some places we want to give uh, to people uh, free of charge, uh, please do. And uh, Graham, I'll see you shortly. And everybody, I'm going to turn the recording off now and we'll leave the we'll leave the chat box open so thanks for joining us if you're watching this on youtube or listening to this on the negotiators podcast email me for the details on the 4th of november thank you graham